When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What it is. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Tyrus and the Wise Men. Uh, with me today, I think it's my regular crew, right? I got Jeezy, Aaron, and, and Trev. Yes, sir. All right, well, the, the top story is I got a text message this weekend, and it was a very good text message uh, from my boy Jeezy. He said one word, remission. Oh, yes, sir. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. sir. Appreciate it. So who's, who's ass you want to kick first? Give me the list. That's what I'm saying from a wrestling standpoint. So when you go back to work, I don't know, man. I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some names on the list. You know what I'm saying? We got to uh, get back down to NWA and shake things up a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm retired. And apparently Aaron got to live his dream of being on Oak Island at the pay-per-view. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody... Somebody got dressed up at the pay-per-view as a night and smoked me from behind. But not just any night. Gonna... Not just any night. <laughs> you want to tell them what kind of night you were, Aaron? I'm sorry. I, I, I was cut off for about 10 seconds. I, I heard Oak Island. Like, well, what does the Oak Island mean? Like, I, I was in Puerto Rico, and then <laughs> essentially it, it came down to, you know what, as a manager, I need to be there for my, my guys. And I was barred from ringside. So I decided to uh, let's just say uh, give one of the nights the night off. Yeah, what, and, what kind uh, of night were you? Well, if we're going by the symbol, I would have been a Templar because yes. of the Red Cross, otherwise known as the Cross of Jerusalem. Um, you know, I'm actually a um, you know, it was in the the event took place at the uh, it was an old Masonic uh, please, building. Please answer the question. I was. I was a white knight. I had a white cape. I had a white <laughs> tunic. And I was going to stand there until Trevor, you know, and, and people think I cheated. Trevor actually said something under his breath about my family, and I couldn't take it anymore. Right. And, uh, and that's what <laughs> no. happened. Like, that is what happened. And okay. You I, are so bro. This is where I, we're supposed to be real. Like, you were the last thing on my mind, homie. I mean, Roxy and I were setting up for the high-low on the stage next to the round table, and a knight comes up. Knight Templar, no less. A knight Templar. He carried the Holy Grail. To the temple. Yep, Templar to the temple. That's That's movie shit. That was was the first known bank was by the Templar knights. Excellent. Did I tell you that? No, no, no. No, you didn't tell me that. Well, that's very good because they would, as we know, the Templars – would protect pilgrims going uh, to the Holy Land. So they actually, they did. They invented the modern banking system as we know it. For those people that think that they invented Bitcoin or something, no, I'm sorry to shatter that, but they, no. uh, they they really set up a lot of things. And if you look at some of the buildings that were built by them, you know, when we would go to Europe, um, it was really breathtaking, right? Some of the architecture. 
Yep. Well, and but they f***ed around and they were too good at it because the king of France started borrowing money and then instead of paying it back, he decided to have them all murdered. Yes, yeah, so that's why Friday the 13th is considered unlucky. I believe it yes. was Friday the 13th, 1307, I think, or something like that. Or forgive me, I, my, my year is messed up, but I know that that's what happened. And then Jacques Dimolet, yep, who was the um, the grandmaster at the time, was burned at the stake. And um, but we commemorate him. And I, I actually belong to the Masonic organization, right. and um, the that's why you got the, the outfit. Dimolet. If they're called the Demolays. No, that wasn't a Masonic outfit. That was a night that was that was done right. I mean, the helmet. I, I I look good if I could say that was probably one of the best outfits I've ever had, and uh, and that's thanks, to, of course, um, all the people involved. Can you name one? Yes, uh, Miss Sherry actually helped me with the helmet, and uh, it was a great night yeah. for me. Anyways, for you, yeah. it was a wonderful night for me. Um, this is a great you know picture what? of you with both your hands up like you won the match single-handedly. Well, I guess you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? The camera was there, and uh, as you know, when the red light's on, so am I. So you don't feel bad how, at all? I, how are you? How was Halloween for everybody? I, I saw some of the pictures and stuff. The kids had a good time. Quite the diversion. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Go to the kids. Go to the yeah. kids who doesn't want to talk about their kids. Yep. Um, uh, my, uh, my son was a soldier. My daughter was, cool. a my, my daughter was a fifties girl. Oh, nice. And then, mm. um, Georgie was a skeleton, but with like roses in the skeletons, uh, in the skeleton. She was supposed to wear a face paint, but she didn't want to do that because she had a Halloween petting zoo that she opened to the, to the neighborhood. Wow. On driveway. And, um. She was charging one candy to hold an animal and two candies to take a picture. <laughs> and, I love she turned it into a hustle. She's like, I'll have the candy come to me. Yep, that's exactly me. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Man, uh, she's far advanced for her years. Yeah, I got some good. She had some good pictures and stuff. You know, it's funny. Um, I sat, I try to sit back and just kind of watch my kids. I don't try to be part of the show, you know, because you don't want people to be like, hey, Tyrus, you know what I mean? So, um, mm -hmm. and I was watching, and she's got all my expensive animals out there and stuff, and she's doing, I'll have to send you guys, I got a bunch of pictures. And um, kids were asking her questions and stuff, and and then her girlfriends came from trick-or-treating, so there was like this this squad of, of uh, 9- and 11-year-olds running the show, and these high school boys came, and they were like, oh, let me see the animals and stuff. And the girls were like, nah, you don't need to see anything. Keep moving. And uh, he was like, excuse me? And then she was like, do you see who's sitting behind me? <laughs> He's like, who's that? He goes, that's Tyrus. He's my dad. He'll kill you. <laughs> and all you got to do is just grunt. Just and I just kind of looked over, and they're like, the the – the 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 wrestler the the and the, he's she's like duh, duh, yeah so why don't you get 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 out of here <laughs> and I was like wow I was like I didn't get mad because you know what it was refreshing to see girls of that age treat boys like they're supposed to be treated you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying like ill get away from us we have you have no purpose you know the as a father you're like whoo that's one I don't you know you don't got to worry about as yep. much. 
You don't want the yes, one that was sir. like, hey, boo, can I get a selfie? Uh, you know, like all the other kind of stuff. She was just like, you guys need to roll. Like, you don't even wash your hands. Like, she just, she knew they were bad news. Like, nothing they could do could get right in her eyes. And I fully supported it. I was very proud of it. But overall, it was a good thing. The only thing my daughter said is that people were kind of stingy with the candy. So kids were asking to hold stuff. And she was like, where's my candy? So, but, um. That's drew, life. It, That's it, how the world works. Yeah, but it drew I mean. a lot of attention, a lot more attention than I think she was prepared for. At one point, we had a line like going down the street of kids because everyone in uh, our housing track, they all have golf carts. So they do this thing where a bunch of parents get together and they get a trailer and put a bunch of hay bales on it. And they drive the kids from street to street to go uh, trick-or-treating. So we, oh, had all, cool. we had a lot of that That's traffic stopping by. And they were, you know, so it was cool. <laughs> it was a cool little thing. And my son... Um, he got a his bag is overfloweth with candy, so he was pretty excited. And I was like, I was kind of cool that my, of all the things my son wanted to be, he wanted to be a soldier. I thought that was pretty cool, given the awesome. you know given today's day and age and stuff. And and I was like, my son's like, Dad, I'm a soldier. And I was like, Good for you, son. Like just when I thought I couldn't like you anymore as a person, you go around and pull some shit like this, you know. So um, he was pretty excited. Yeah, they're really like. It's interesting, right? Because like with Ciosi, there's nothing about him that's not awesome. Yeah, I got right? I got like, lucky. I just I got lucky. Oh, the only thing that's yeah. not awesome about him is picking his ass up. That's it. That's like <laughs> understand. Like he's still, you know, he's 12 and he's a young 12, and he still wants dad to pick him up and swing him around in the pool and stuff. But the problem is he's, you know, six one <laughs> and a half and about a deuce fifty. So I mean, he's. He's uh he's a, he's not he's not a light load anymore and he's starting to get that strength where he'll grab you and you'll be like oh shit. you got to almost react to him like a man's grabbing you you know mm. but he doesn't know because he's you know he's an innocent 12 that's the only thing is like my son is very innocent. Your boy's a sweetheart. Yeah, a I mean, he doesn't have a mean there bone is. in his body, so it's just protect that innocence, man. Yeah. You, know, you saw it, like your like your son is what? How old your son? I forget. He's 15, 18, something like that. Mine's seven, seventeen. Seventeen. Gonna and, be eighteen in one week. Yeah, he's he's a grown ass man almost, and he's yep. playing around with my son. He looked at me and he's like, "This kid's fucking big, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> like <laughs> I can't go anymore." Like, and I'm like, you know, but yeah. he doesn't. No, he doesn't act like he's big. You know, what I'm saying like he wants to be. Like a regular 12-year-old. You know, he wants yeah. to jump and hang on everybody, not knowing that he could cause bacchiotomies all across the wrestling world. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh. But he's it's it's starting to but he's starting to get it in um, baseball a little bit. I actually I forgot to tell you, Trevor. So they've won ten in a row. Oh wow. And his baseball so team, what? uh, they won they won their division, so they made it to the travel team playoffs. So they got uh they're in the big the big dance uh tournament. So uh, it's it start getting a real. Lot of eyes. Yeah, well, he's... a lot of you know coaches start looking. Those are the games that coaches really start looking at. You know what I mean? And, uh, he came in. Uh, he he pitched a uh, shutout inning, um, and he's like, I think he's leading his league in RBIs. He's got, and uh, of course, you know, he keeps stealing bases, which to me is the most incredible feat I've ever seen. Because I don't know, how he's doing. He's like outsmarting the catcher. He's playing the role like he's too slow to run. <laughs> He's just casually chilling. Like they'll look at him. He's like, "What? I ain't going nowhere." <laughs> and the catcher won't even look at him. And then eventually, he'll just all of a sudden get this ridiculous lead off. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And they're still not looking at him. And then he takes off four steps in his run before the pitcher's even in his windup. And he's end up stealing. He's still in the base. Now he thinks he's you know he thinks he's Flash Gordon. 
<laughs> wow. He's like, I'm just beating him with speed, Dad. And I'm like, uh, kind of. Yeah, you know, but he's at that. And then he'll, you know, but the thing is, though, and all of us dads know, like, our kids will, like, they'll see moments and you'll think, like, oh, man, the sports is for him. And then, you know, then he'll want to go back to customizing his Dragon Ball Z action figures. So you have to, you kind of have to weigh it. You have to balance it out, you know. I think that's the the one thing still learning about uh, being a dad from a wrestler's perspective is, like, you the, there's there's no format like it cha- it goes back and forth like you think you're in the shine and then all of a sudden he puts heat on you and then you're getting ready for a comeback and then he wants to grab a hold and go back in the shine you know it's just kids just are it's it's a tough 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 road to figure out you know what I'm saying like you never know which mm-hmm. way they're gonna go you just have no idea so you get little yeah. you get little victories every once in a while you know and mine was seeing my daughter was not boy crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you do your best to try to encourage them in each turn. Um, I know it's like Trevor Paul, like this is senior year, man. Next year, he's, you know, this year he's making some big decisions for next year. And for the first three years of high school, he was gung-ho about going to college. And he's now decided that, you know, he wants to be, he loves working on cars. He's like, Dad, I want to go become a mechanic. He goes, I really enjoy it. He goes, I don't want to be just some regular mechanic. He goes, I, I want to be AES certified. He goes, I want to work on some race cars. He goes, it's something I've been really wanting to lean towards. And I was like, then let's do it. You know what I mean? And his mom and I have kind of switched gears on looking for colleges and now looking at trade schools and right. looking at, at at places that can help him achieve those goals. Now, is he I, real quick, I wanted to ask you this because, yeah. you know, you asked me one time, um, have you had the wrestling talk with him yet? He, I have, I have, and it's been get a degree or get a, a certificate. You know what I mean? So you have the same philosophy I do. Get You got to bring me a piece oh, of paper. You got to bring 100%, me something. 100%. Because in my opinion, wrestling is no different than any other sport. You're one injury away from being done. And, you know, you got that brain power. You got that certificate. You can, you can still survive and feed your family and, and, it's worked very well for me as well, too. You know what I mean? We had talked before. About yeah, because you was a welder. Certified welder, man. And there were times when wrestling wasn't paying the bills, man. So I switched gears to do what I had to do to get back to where wrestling was paying the bills. Now, you know, Aaron, so, yeah. as we know, Aaron was a gigolo. Uh, Jeezy, what no. is your nine to five? Like, if you if wrestling was over tomorrow, what would you do? I just I would just uh, I would just work. I have I work in a warehouse. Um, make pretty good money doing that. So, like, if wrestling was taken away from me, like it pretty much has been for the past six months, you know, I wasn't struggling. I, I, I'm still able to provide, right. you know, which is the most important part. What do you, What is your biggest concern about getting back into the business? Um, man, I spent a lot of like time with my family over this time, so it's like right. I think like the traveling, like being away from home for a few days. It's going. It's, it's going to affect me more now than it did before. You know. You're gonna pick. Um, you, you think you'll pick and choose your dates a little, a little better now. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Cause um, cause like even before this happened, like I was uh, I was getting a little. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if the word "fed up" is the word, but I think I you were little, frustrated. I think I was a little done with the indies. You know what I mean? So because yeah. it was like I really had nothing to prove on the indies. You know, so like. I don't know. So I'm just going to be more, um, more selective now, you know? 
And I think you've earned that right. Yep, 100%. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Now, if I could yeah. if I could say something. Uh, it's a podcast. Look, you're supposed to. You know, I... Trevor and I, you know, we, we, we've had our, our issues and, and we haven't talked as much, but knowing Trevor like I do, with what's going on with Trevor Paul and, and getting into auto mechanics and this and that, I would bet, because you do have that Mustang, right, Trevor? That blue Mustang oh, we talked about? Oh, yeah. Oh, he By loves that. Time... You, hear that? you hear the love in his voice? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, there's a whole story behind it. Does man. she have a name? She doesn't have a name. It's a moment. Um, first time Lance and I got royalty checks. Uh, the biggest you went out and bought it, yeah. Life. Yeah, and, and that's the uh, – Lance bought a red one, and I bought a blue one. And uh, that's the only thing I have really truly left of, like, mine, only mine, didn't share with the family. Uh, and, and of course, it was Cade and I's kind of thing. So it's like, you know, it has it, it doesn't have a name. It's just – special in time you know what i mean yeah but you're about to share that car because if yeah. i do my calculations correct you are gonna have by the time trevor paul graduates because you were telling me you know what was it two years ago about how they do all the work in the school right he can actually do auto shop and um you know you can change brakes and this and that i he bet you trevor you're gonna have that car souped up with nitrogen and I'm not a car guy, but whatever else you have, right? So is there going to be a little bit of that going on? Like, hey, Trevor Paul, here's, you want to learn? This is a great way to do it. Here's what's happened already this year. Um, they ah, can take, they right. can take, yeah, they can take vehicles in. He's, I've already had them replace the clutch, brakes, coil packs, <laughs> uh, uh, spark plugs, oil change, serpentine belt. Um, and the thing is, guys, like ultimately, like that, I love that car, and I don't drive it a lot. Because ultimately, that's going to be my son's car. It's going to be my my moment to, to look at him and hand him the keys to it. Because he loves that car. Like, that car is, like, that's the bee's knees to him. He gets to drive it around town every once in a while. It's a GT. Um, 
And it's kind of like, you know, I didn't have that as a kid. Like I didn't have a dad there that was able to kind of pass, pass something cool um, down to me. You know what I mean? So I've had that car for 16 years. I've treated it with the intentions that ultimately one day, like I want to pass that car down. All right. Riddle me this. What are you going to do that first time he comes home after being gone for the weekend or whatever, and you walk by the, your beautiful blue car and you see it full of McDonald's and a couple beer cans and some, some socks and Um, some shoes. Like what, what are uh, you going to do? I will see the laundry in it, most likely. Like, he treats that, honestly, like, he treats that car um, like it's gold. Like, it's a, it's a, he, he doesn't drive it fast. He doesn't, at least enough where he can get himself hurt. Right. He really, he loves that car as much as I do, especially because it was Uncle, you know, mine and Uncle Lance's thing. And, like, I know that when I give that to him, I'm sure for at least a while he's going to treat it uh very respectfully and i'm hoping when i do give it to him like he's in a position where it's not just a a car to just destroy either you know what i mean yeah he'll know the value of it the importance of it um it's just something like i really i really look forward to one day that car pulling out of my driveway and it being him and his and knowing that like i was able to do that for him right that you know what i mean yeah no that's all you want that's all you can do you know the only I think the only person who can't relate is Aaron, obviously. Um, but well, I don't have children of my own. That's was my point. There's no reason to get defensive. I'm just saying, you know, that it's as a tem- as a knight of the Templar, um, that has got to be confusing for you. Although those guys made took a vow of celibacy. Um, I look, I am not a knight Templar. That is <laughs> yeah, the right. I, I am a member of the Scottish Rite. My title is the Sublime Prince of the Royal Secret. If we're being completely yeah, honest, yeah, you got a royal secret, all right. Yep, and I ain't telling. No, we don't. Uh, well, it's not hard to guess. <laughs> hey, you know what? Just when you think you've got me figured out, ask Trevor Paul or ask Trevor Murdoch. I'll just, just ask. I'll ask my daughter. My my daughter said it best. Hey, girl, <laughs> she said it best. <laughs> I a, still laugh about that. I swear, that's still. Uh, I, I I and I'm I'm pretty decent with comebacks. Yeah, but. When I and because again, this was unwarranted. I was actually walking across. Yeah, you were. The, uh, uh, it was literally an unsolicited attack. And just, I, I <laughs> just yeah, that we'll was do the best. Yeah, I mean, she just. I, I didn't know what to say. I she looked like, right okay, at him, and he. Aaron went to smile at her, and she was like, "Hey, girl, nice eyes." And I just was like, <laughs> "That's my daughter." Aaron uh, threw an instant snap afterwards too, which I didn't understand if that was an. <laughs> un- Oh, oh yeah, girl, the, the, and then he threw a snap, and I was like, yep. "That was normal for him." Uh, it was actually two snaps in Z formation, but we're not. Doing <laughs> no, but he he but he paused yeah. like. Because uh, uh, I tried to think. Yeah, I tried to think of a comeback. I couldn't. No, I was she's. Like, what, uh, what do you say? Every whenever she sees her picture. Uh, well, you know. Uh, so, Trevor, what did you do for Halloween? My I. Actually, all my my oldest boy, my wife, and my son, we all decided to drink. It was cold here in Missouri. I don't know. It's cold everywhere, just for the record. Yeah. I've literally been yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was super cold. Um, so we drove around, hit about three or four neighborhoods, and we, we buy big candy bars. I, we buy full-size candy bars. So so you we and went, pedophiles are the only ones, but that's good. <laughs> well, 
my wife is with me encouraging, you know what I mean? But no, it's uh, the trunk or treat. The the local community has a trunk or treat, and a lot of kids get to trick or treat there. Well, they canceled it because of the weather. So we knew that there was going to be a lot of trick or treaters. So um, we were talking about it as we were getting in and out of the car, and Kate was like, I'm ready to go home and just pass out candy. And we end up having a, a lot more fun passing out candy than we do going to other people's house and getting candy. So we, we sat on the porch, turned on spooky music on um, on the Alexa, and we passed out candy all night, which was, you know, we had a good time. Cade was in his little Fortnite outfit, and my son was in a banana outfit. And you guys have seen how big my kid is to be standing there in a banana outfit. Yeah, that's entertaining. You know what? That's cool, though, because I, I, I myself like handing out the candy. I like seeing all the little kids in their little costumes and stuff. And I also yeah. like to see the grown-ass men in costumes and look at them like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> like, it's not for you. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're 30, man. Come on. If, now, if they're with their kids, if not, dude, I'm going to – there was a year. There's no, no, no. Somewhere. I'm sorry. If your, kids are in, if your kids are like 10 and 11 and you're still dressing up, it ain't about them. I, I get it if it's like your new baby and you know you want to do a thing with the mom, but just the random dad dressing up to go out with the kids, I'm just kind of like, bro. And even worse when they don't have kids. Oh, well, that's well, yeah. Because I was, was one dude was like, "Yo, you got any candy?" I'm like, "Yo, you're on social security, bro. F- no, I ain't got no candy for you. Get your old ass up out of here. You're no. just, like, grow up, man." And and yeah, that's right. If I I can't do it anymore, why should you? And Halloween was over early for me. Like at 13, I was asked out. I was already too tall. Yeah, I dude, I know. I I know. I hear you. And they were like, oh, aren't you a little old for this? I'm like, I'm 13. They're like, right. Right. I was like, you know what? (laughs) I got the same thing. I wasn't as tall as you, but yes, it's horrible. Well, plus at that time, you didn't get the hair replacement treatment, so you were probably fading a little bit up top. Uh, no, no. I actually had a full head of hair, and um, oh, you know, so you when, didn't have it like uh, awesome Luke Gallows, <laughs> that poor guy. Like he's oh one of the God, coolest. Yeah. He's one of the coolest on the planet. Period. Ever, but he was bald. I think at nineteen, like just yeah. not fair. Yeah, like absolutely not fair. But uh, but he, he looks great bald though. Like, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm just saying he yeah. was. He was. He's one of the great. He doesn't get enough credit. He's one of the great performers of our generation. But um, yeah, he had to. Uh, he had like the the uh, old guy like with just hair on the sides, like like he didn't have to do a special haircut to be on the Road Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was it. Um, uh, and, you know, I have like real quick like a Luke Gallo story. It was uh, August of uh, last year. We were in Puerto Rico for the anniversary show, which is their big show, right? That's equivalent to their like WrestleMania. And um, and I, I had worked on the island for several years and stuff, so I go back and. Um, so Luke and I, we have our match planned. Everything's fine. The guy in front of us was retiring. And I, I gentlemen, this is God's honest truth. 22 minutes over the time. Oh, wow. And uh, it was Eddie came up to us and goes, hey, um, you guys cut this short. And we're like, how short do you want this? And you, you know how some people, when... And again, this is the difference between a pro and someone who's not a pro. You know, oh, I, I got to get this and that in. And there's we had a 10-minute or 12-minute match planned. And no, we just looked at each other like, all right, we can get this done in two minutes. And you know what? We did. It was awesome. The crowd loved it. 
and the show ended on time. And that, like, Luke is just, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the good ones. No, yeah. And because uh, we were the masters of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are mm-hmm. scheduled for eight. Can you get it in two? I can get it yep. in one, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because if I yep. walk my ass out on TV, I get, it's a different pay grade. So, yeah. And it don't mm-hmm. matter if I'm out. You don't get paid by the hour in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as your ass crosses and is on that camera, your pay is significantly different. Yeah. So if I got to walk out there, swing and miss, and get KO'd by show, so be it. That's Sm- it. Come, no, that's it. Yep. Come that Monday <laughs> in that mailbox, I'll be like, yep, good swing and a miss. Drew McIntyre and I, our entire feud for a year was about 18 seconds long. <laughs> we had one in Denver where he literally said, our time got cut so drastically that while I was doing my entrance, they cut it again. So Drew came out and basically told them to tell the ref to uh, leave my gear on and um, turn my back so he could come up hard side up the steps climb the top rope and try to hit me with a flying double axe handle and to hit the headbutt and hit the splash. We literally called it between the ref and me and him before he was even in the ring. And sure as hell, he comes in, goes for a double axe handle. I catch him with a headbutt, splash, one, two, three. And we literally, we get in the back and he's like, well, there we go. <laughs> I don't know it about you, but I, I don't know about you, but I need a drink. Because that's why they call it the pros. Yeah, but here's the thing. And some guys would be like, well, that's easy for you to say you weren't losing. Nobody wins when matches are that short on TV. Nobody wins. It's it's one of those things where because you're you're destroying the guy that you're trying to feud with. So if you beat a guy in twenty seconds, nobody ever wants to see it again. Yeah. That you just nobody wants to see it. And nobody wants to, and they also think, Oh man, he can't work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yep. you know the marks don't know shit, so they think they know everything. You know, and uh, Swagger and I, we'd have great matches at the house shows, and then we get to TV, and something would go wrong. And I remember the you know we had uh, uh, Mick Foley with us, and his promo he went over like five minutes or some shit like that, and uh, it was on Monday Night Raw, and we went from you know eight minutes to six minutes to thirty seconds. And it was like, I, I didn't even want to have the match because I was like, this is, you and I have been feuding for a month. Like, this is not good for us. It's, but for TV time, when a Hall of Famer like Mick decides he wants to talk, what, who are we to say shit, unfortunately? It's just the nature of the beast. You yep. know? No, it's true. It's, uh, but Swag never complained the- once. I think I complained more than he did just because I was like, him and I have been working so hard, and here we go. And then the feud's over because, you know, they're like, well... <sighs> Who wants to see that again? So that's the that, yeah. that's the that's the downside. That's the cold part. Is uh, but yeah. and then you get good at it, and then you get stuck in that role. <laughs> you know, like oh, we got three minutes. Uh, send up Heath and Brodus. <laughs> they can do it. You know, and then you're you're becoming the master of the two minute match. And uh, but unfortunately, yeah. in this day and age, you know, you and I, like, hey, yeah, Aaron, swing and miss, roll me up. You know, I think that's how we ended one of our matches and one of our feuds was I charged you, you moved, rolled me up one, two, three, and I chased you all the way to the back. Yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Whatever gets the job done. Yep. So that's sometimes the mastering that stuff is it's it's a double edged sword because once you're good at it, they that you can get stuck in that role. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Shame on and, and I don't know if this is 
an administrative call, but you know, when someone is a good employee like that, wouldn't you want those guys and girls in the spots that you know you can rely on them? Like like those like the spots that are on top of the card because if something gets messed up, you know they're easy to deal with. Right. And uh it was just like one of the things that really never sat well with me and I, I think and I, not to like bring it out of the wrestling um, circle, but like that's why I never really did well in the corporate world um, or never really wanted to venture into the corporate world because the little bit I've seen of it, you know, you you do everything, but then ultimately it just kind of comes down to factors beyond your control in terms of who really gets stuff done uh, or, and I shouldn't say that, who's really getting the credit for what's being done. Right. If the company's doing well, oh, these guys on top are doing it. And and those are the guys that usually um, and I shouldn't say that across the board, but some of them, they complain. They are a little more difficult to work with. And for some reason, they get rewarded. Um, And that's just to me. I've always been like, no, this is kind of cut dry and simple. And and maybe that's worked against me, but it's um, in wrestling, really. Right. We've all seen it. And I think that could be something that can really change, um, you know, to make the business better. All right. That's, uh, yeah. that's a great point. You know, 100%, man. There's there's a pattern, it seems like, in wrestling that those guys that can go out there and take care of things or go on the fly. When, when, shit, when shit messes up or shit changes and still knocks mm-hmm. it out of the park, there's a pattern of those guys being just stuck in those situations, which is, you're right, Aaron. Like it, if, like all right, let's just throw Val Venus out there. Like back in the day, Val Venus could work with anybody and have a great match, and was getting over. And he got mm-hmm. to a point where, like, that wasn't enough for them. Like they just and they used him for a long period, and he was okay with it. If you ever talked to him, he was okay. He knew his job. Go out there, take yeah. young guys, and get them over. But like, mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't that be the guy you'd want to put in some tough situations because you knew he was always performing? Yeah, I would think yes. so. It's the, uns, the un, unsung hero right there. Right. Well, those guys used to be rewarded. They, the SD <laughs> Jones, the Barry Horowitz, the mm-hmm. um, there was a certain uh, Chief J Strongbow. There was this uh, um, a core of guys that worked everybody. Like if you look at the Ultimate Warriors rise, he wrestled the same five guys forever. You know, like why they were getting him ready, and it was like they, and it was all former heels, like Bugsy McGraw. It was all guys who were a little bit past their prime, but they could go. You know what I'm saying? And they were there to get him over and make him look great, and because he, they were counting like, hey, this is the guy that we're bidding is next. So you know, and and Warrior at times was, uh, well, I remember it was a Frenchie Martin. He got him up and pressed him, but he dislocated his shoulder. I remember seeing him up there going to. And pin me, God damn it! Get me out of here. And um, but there was those all those guys. Like if you had a heel coming up, they had to go through S.D. Jones and Barry Horowitz, and and there was a bunch of guys that they had to work. Uh, Johnny Valentine, you know, I think Beefcake and him had the most one-sided feud in every house show uh, while Beefcake was figuring it out, you know, and yeah. um, you know, or they'd put you in the ring with Heenan that had some kind of gimmick match where you'd work the and this is how they built guys and there was a core group of guys Brooklyn Brawler was another one um, there was a core group of guys that they just counted on to get guys there and they always had jobs because they were you could depend on them and then that just kind of changed where you don't see the the veterans anymore 
that are getting guys over. I think maybe because TV's changed and and just uh, or there's just not uh, or there's such a disparity and when young guys, green guys come in and uh, the only guys remaining are top guys. It's just it's it's weird because you don't have the SD Jones anymore. You yeah. just don't see him, and it's like oh, it's well, weird. A part of that, I think, too, is also like guys are starting to realize. Well, when wrestling doesn't work, they just they just go do something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you if you look at it, like uh, they're they're realizing, man, I can't make a living. Be you know, especially with families and stuff, the way wrestling is. I'll just go do something else. Whereas back then, you know, you were lifer. Like I'm a professional wrestler. Like that's not. I don't have any other really discernible skills other than I'm an entertainer and I'm a pro wrestler. Uh, whereas nowadays guys just bow out. They're like, okay, I'll just <laughs> I'll go back to school. Like wrestling, wrestling's not working for me. I'll go back to school and they bounce out. And there's a generation that we're almost missing. Um, I will give NWA credit on, on the fact that like they do a, a pretty good job on trying to mix the veterans with the young guys to try to help elevate them to that next level. You know, whether they're winning or losing, you know, young guys get better when they work better guys, uh, more experienced guys. That's the only way you get better. It's the only way. Um, And NWA does a pretty good job of trying to mix that up so we can take some of our younger guys to the next level to be that next generation. Yeah, that makes – I would agree with that statement. You're listening to The Three Wise Men, and we'll be right back after this. There's also some people that just don't, you know. Sometimes the the, the headache of uh, you get put working with somebody who's not ready. But, again, in this day of of TV, you really don't have um, time. You know what I'm saying? You can't go work house shows for a year. No. Because you'd be posted all over the Internet. Everybody has a platform. Everybody Everybody thinks the Internet. That's the other thing, too, man. Like, you have guys come up to you and you're like, yeah, man, I'm on TV. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I'm I'm on the Internet. That's not TV. No. Like, yes. TV yes. is what, what we used to do every Monday night where a family can go home and flip on their cable box and be on the same station at a prime time yep. and be on that show. That's TV. There's no replacing that. There's no faking that. Um what if you're a wrestling all, influencer? Uh, I, no, for shit. Doesn't like, mean you're, you're a wrestler. You know what I mean? No, like, not at all. That's the that's the real problem. Is that term wrestler is used loosely? I'm sorry, but there's, oh my god, yeah. There's, I mean, I mean, I've been in the biz for 20 years. How many matches have you had? Ten. <laughs> I work once every three months. Yeah, you that's know, four times a year, bro. Why aren't you working? <laughs> oh, up north is messing with me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't work. I don't. I don't work for New York. You know, I don't work for New yeah. York. I'm, how much of that do you guys think is generational, and how much of that do you think is kind of like you know? And, and again, after spending the amount of time out in Hollywood that I have, like that that false bravado of, oh yeah, everything's great. You know, and when, when you um, when you meet someone like in a coffee shop, you know, oh yes, you know, I um. I was talking to Martin Sheen yesterday and, you know, he said this and that. It's like, dude, you know what I mean? Like we've all seen that, right? Where you overly exaggerate. Name drop. Me and me and me and Sessie 
uh, you know, old Scorsese. Yeah. I call him Sessy, you know. Uh, he was asking yeah. me for some tips on his uh, stock portfolio because, you know, that's what I do in my side thing. Like, yeah, you know, I just didn't have I just didn't have time for the, you know, the WWE stuff. So I had, I had to move on. So I started, you know, I, I bought this club I'm bouncing at. So uh, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm just working on that. But, you know, Arn Anderson calls me like once a week, like asking me. And it's always the same thing. Like, Arn, I love you, babe. But, um, you know, I'm just Come on. I'm just making too much money right now. You feel me? You got to stop bothering me, Arn. You got to Yeah, you know, Jim Jim Cornette's telling you, like, he wants to put the Midnight Express back together. And Tyrus is at the top of his list. But, uh, you know, I just said, hey, man, I'll, I'll have to let you know. That's how I roll. You know, uh-huh. that's and that's just... That's just weak. That's just insecure. What's what insecure men do? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's not even a wrestling thing. It's an everything thing. A guy gets fired from a job or doesn't work out and he runs into the guys who are still doing what he was doing. It's always the whole fake, like, puff up your chest and, like, you know, you know, like, oh. I would have so much more respect if those guys would look at me and go, hey, man, I'm doing this for a hobby on the weekends. Just. Trying to have some fun, man. I'd be like, right on, dude. And yep. Just live your life, bro. But don't, please, for the love of God, do not try to uh, what's com- compare notes on on how I do business as a, you know as a professional wrestler. I'm a professional wrestler. Um, don't don't try to compare me to the guy who's, who does it once every three months. And just be honest. Just shoot me straight. I'll totally have way more respect for you if you're honest with me. Well, yeah, but the only reason why I, you know, I wrestled once a month is because, you know, I just got so much shit going on. <laughs> and that's when you just go, yeah, bro, yeah, I understand. And you just go away. Yeah, you know, like, hey, man, you know, I, I would do this, well, this, you know, NWR thing, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I got so much going on right now. Um, I'm building a, a Bitcoin uh mining machine in my bathroom it's going to be uh, huge looking for investors so uh let me know man but that's just that's just what guys do like they you know they try to act real you know it's like you see your ex-girlfriend and she's doing great and she's with a dude who's in great shape and like you know and you're trying to be like oh hey how are you oh you know i'm i'm cool i'm good <laughs> just got a promotion yeah you, you know, know uh jeezy and i just got a record plan. deal so we you know we got to put that together and <laughs> right you know, uh, I found Tupac's killer, so I got to go through all that thing. You know, I just, it's just a lot of what have yous and whatnots. It's just, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. Uh, hold on. I got Joe Rogan texting me to be on his podcast again. This dude is so, <laughs> he is so thirsty. You know, it's like, Joe, uh, come on, it's like I was Joe. telling Elon the other day when we were fucking around at Mars, I was just like, <laughs> you know, it's cold out here, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 how much do you think of it right like in wrestling like in our in our little well industry? i i think wrestling should be when you bullshit it should be more grander that's the only thing i ask you want the lie to be bigger i want to we're wrestlers <laughs> everything's bigger like i, I want to hear big stuff i want to hear like hey you know that phrase brandon that was me <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> well austin idol like uh. i i will say this about him he, like, he has a knack for storytelling, right? And and but but he's of that old school mentality. When you had to do that, right? Like you yeah. had to have these grandiose stories. I mean, and I'm talking about on TV, of course. But like, but back in the day, right? Like generationally, and and again, like, so let's let's bring it back to kind of just wrestling, where 
those guys, like, that is how they made their living. And, and what people don't realize is, like, anyone from that generation. So it's not like, like, I'm talking maybe it would be, let's see, we got in about, about 30 years before us, right? So those guys, they didn't come out of character. Well, but that was before the internet, before everybody yeah. had, had a small phone in their hand that they could fact check you. You know, Austin Idol can't go up and say that he was wrestling in the Taj Mahal last week. With uh, the but he would, he would try it. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would try, but he wouldn't get over as much. And back then it would, but back, you know, today everybody's fact checking. You, you I, know I don't know, I mean? man. If you sprinkle a couple of Rush Freemans around him, he might get a few people to buy him, <laughs> buy some tickets to the Taj Mahal show he's getting ready to put together. <laughs> You gotta find the, I, the right dummy. I hear him saying it too. That's why I keep laughing. Like, yeah. oh guys, we're going oh. for the top. Oh, got it booked, man. I'm wrestling the uh, Prince of Saudi Arabia. I got to put him over. Who's right. going with me? Oh, he's now taken. By the way, Tyrus and G's, uh, um, Austin Idol is now running around punching people in the face for real. He bloody yeah, Dude, it was bad. Punched him in the face. Well, good thing the other guy was a professional wrestler of 70 years or however long he's been in the business. Dude, he's using his senior citizen card to, like, punch grown men in the face and, like, they can't do anything about it. And, uh, you hit me in the face, you're going to be a knocked out old man. I'm telling you right now. If you oh. you got enough in you to t- you swing at me, I'm I'm checking you back. Dude, I'm checking your ass back. <laughs> Joe loved it. He's like, I got color. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, wow. so, so nice. on the pre-show. What's up? He's <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Idol so was awesome. pissed. Like, he was on that pre-show. He's like, nobody <laughs> puts Austin Idol on a pre-show. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. <laughs> and and Joe Kazana has he, like he was wearing glasses while he hit him. Like and he said, it don't make no difference to Idol. You, hey, it's better to see. You should have ducked. <laughs> Listen, if Trevor was wearing glasses at seventy four, we wouldn't have the issue of punching him in the throat. You know what I'm saying? So that's on him. That ain't on me. I, I sleep well at night. I'll never forget that that happened. I go, why didn't I duck? I heard it. I heard him say it. I don't know why. Just, yeah. Well, it cut out. He, he cleverly cut out about three T bones, a choke spot, and a table. So <laughs> I'm just going to let him sell for a while. <laughs> hey, that was genius. The way you guys was he was selling everything. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you shoot punch a friend in the chin. <laughs> yeah, a bowling ball just punched me in the throat. It's just have you seen the size of your fist, man? Good Not as God. close as you did. <laughs> yeah. That's still one of those things where I pulled back and I like I said, Aaron will tell you, I'm not stiff, but I throw like I'm trying with intent. Especially yes. if I've yeah. given you the no. Iggy to move. Like I'm not throwing like, you know, but I'm throwing to where cause there is nothing worse than a big guy who throws a bad punch. And, and that will kill the entire show. And I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it a million times. Where, you know, uh, someone is like a big show, when he throws that knockout punch, if it's not WAP, you've just killed everything. It's so much more detrimental for big guys to, when they throw punches, 
if there's not one, a big reaction, the guy doesn't sell it like I hit by a big guy, or two, he throws what I just fluff. And he ruins everything about him. And you can't, I'm telling you, you cannot get that back. So I mm-hmm. hardly ever throw punches because it's like if I punch a guy four or five times in the face and he's not marked up, what's that say about me? So I always mm-hmm. body blow, body blow, you know, get him in the corner and do some. But I re- very rarely, and if I do, I throw a jab, which is different. But you, but as far as like just unloading and the guys are like, well, hey, let's just punch back and forth. Uh, and I remember I was like, Mims, you're the size of my leg. Why would I punch back and forth with you? You yeah. look great. You look like you have the toughest jaw on the planet. And I'll look like I couldn't break an egg. So um, hard pass on that. Or I'm going to throw one, and if you don't duck, it's going to be early night. It's your choice. It's, it's up to you. And as we know, he ended up in the wheelchair, but that wasn't on me. <laughs> oh, God. I remember Jeezy oh, said, is he out? I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then Aaron came running like a schoolgirl. <laughs> he's in a chair. Oh, my God. He's in a wheelchair. And I was like, I was, no. I was like, no. He wheeled into Billy like that. Buddy. Yeah. Like, you talk about trying to bury work. somebody. Oh, my God. He had a head, had the guy pushing him. From yeah, he had a guy pushing him. He had his head down. Like, all he wished he could do was walk one more time. like people's court. And I remember I was playing the people's court theme. While they yeah. Him. Like, oh. he was selling, but, but you know what? Mims has turned it around. No, he has. He's a, hey, he's a television champ. We're going to well, love. He completed his goal full circle, right? Yep. Like that hey, they pulled the trigger. Circle. They pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yes, they did. I'm excited for what he might do, man. So. Yeah, no, hey, he's got. Hey, he, he, he took his lumps. Trust me. <laughs> he, he's well, he, uh, he, he, he grew- put himself in that. I don't want us to sound like we're we're, we're taking no, 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 no. There's there's a difference. Never yes. fuck with nobody unless they've earned it. You know that's number yeah. one. Like you just don't like. And but he but he grew from it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mims is a success story. A young guy that kind of got oh. just off the way, and we all did. And somebody had to pull us in. And uh, yeah. it's a lot nicer now than it was back then when like we got off the path. But uh, yeah. you know, and then there's guys like Freeman who you literally couldn't help swim if you put swimmies on him, a life preserver, and put him in a foot of water and told him to stand up. Son of a bitch will still drown. So. You know, and then ask for a drink of water. Yeah, no. Here's the cold part. He posts a picture. <laughs> he posts a picture saying, "Hey Billy, I need a belt." That's uh, all. Right. And I literally said, "This is why I retired. This is why. This is it." You, you know, you know what you do with that guy? You put him in with every bet in a singles match and go, "Boys, you got five. And, and then and let that bet. If that bet knows what he's doing, he's just going to turn us into. A glorified squash match, and you do that with him, match after match after match, and he turns into a Barry Horowitz, and people eventually love him, and maybe by then he might get it. But we're talking years. There's just, you know what? Like, and again, I I will never play in the NBA, and this is this is what Rip Rogers would say, right? Like Rip's someone who uh, he trained me. Very smart man, although extremely eccentric. But he said no matter what, there are some people that will, and, and no matter what it is, they just simply don't have the aptitude for this, right? Whether it's learning the moves or whether it's understanding you know, what the business really is about. 
like and it's, it's about the people, the customers, the people that pay money to watch you and catering your performance to them where it's become again, I'm not going to get a generational thing, but me, 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 me. What right. am I going to wear? And, and I'm going to say this about Freeman. So I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to, you know, shit on too many people here. And I'm not going to shit on oh, Freeman. Shit. Here comes. Oh, shit. Here it comes. Come on. Go. Now, this is a little known fact that we're not going to discuss, but I, I was friends with Paul Rubin, right? He would send a Christmas card, Pee Wee Herman. He would send a Christmas card to the house. It was great. He Every loved year, you. He, he loved you. He really did. He, hugged, he hugged you the longest. In. No, no. When Freeman walked in to the pay-per-view, dressed like, and this wasn't for TV. This was for like showing up in the back. Hi, how are we doing? Just hanging out. The dude showed up dressed like Pee Wee Herman. I was like, bro, uh-uh, done. Sorry. Like, I, I'm officially like, I'm barely going to remember your name because you will never ever understand anything that this industry is about as far as i'm concerned so that's all that was that was my official okay can i be devil's advocate because i am not taking up for freeman is freeman dressing up as peewee herman any different than you dressing up as the macho man randy savage and literally him dying the next day oh no because and I will tell you why. And and, and for those, please guys, do. Guys, it's a you, podcast because drawing a picture no, would be out of the question. Yes, thank you. I, I'm finally, I'm, I'm kind of getting the point where the podcast is after this episode. Thank you, Tyrus. No, you're welcome. Um, yes, that's my line, or it was, anyways. Yeah. But for those of that are familiar with my career, I also did something on WWE TV where I mocked Savage. But years before in FCW in like Gainesville, Florida, <laughs> we had a Halloween match. Yes. And 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 this is. Again, I, I I came dressed as the, I was a ghost, and so I, I just had the sheet with the holes kind of cut out of the eyes, and then I popped the sheet off, and I was dressed as Randy Savage, and they hit the Randy Savage music, and it was it was actually a really cool moment. And then I think you actually headbutted me, yes, Cyrus, yeah. But like the tragedy that happened, like it was it was about a week later that um, that Randy had passed, and and it was like. Ooh, you know, that was a that was a little too close to home, but we didn't know at the time. Well, right? it wasn't no we. Hold on. Hell no. <laughs> no, man. Don't no no you. Because all I said to you no. was when we found out, I looked at you and said, murderer. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> Murderer. No, but but and, and and you know what? To to answer your question, yes, there is a difference because that is what I was paid to do. Yes. That is okay. like I was paid. Freeman showed up of his own free will and accord. Like, look, my favorite shirt is my Edgar Allan Poe shirt. And I'll wear that from time to time, right? But I don't wear it on TV. Right. Let Freeman, me ask you a question. Did anyone even notice that he was trying to be Pee Wee Herman? Other than, obviously, because you're so very close to, you and Pee Wee yeah. were very close. So well, do you think I the average person... A, a gray suit with a red bow tie... Like that's well, uh, that could be the guy off Six Flags too, the the old guy that used to dance around back in the day. I, I honestly didn't know it was Pee Wee Herman. I thought he was just being a goof trying to get attention in the suit. Hmm. All right, there we, we, he's we got well, well, you know, Aaron obviously disagrees. Well, that's fine. I just I just didn't until now. I see it. 
Yeah. Now that you've said something, I see it. But I, at the time, I didn't catch it. I just thought he was being a goof. No, he he is. Well, I mean, he look. I I, I really wish the best for him. Um, he's living up in Oregon now. Congratulations. That's that's a you know, that's a place that I think he will do well in. But I I am just um, my my hands are completely washed of Rush Freeman. Hey. Wish him best in his future endeavors. So is he officially gone from the NWA? Because he won, right? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, the, the other yeah, guy's the, gone. The better of, yeah, the better of the two left. Because Cordona screwed him over. Yes. All right. Yes. We got it all figured out. Aaron cost you a championship, and Matt Cordona screwed us by letting Freeman live another day. Yes. All right. Well, on that note. Glad I retired. You got to come back. You got to come back, big homie. Yeah, I'm sorry, GZ. I don't speak Spanish. All right, for more uh, <laughs> podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been The Wise Men. And again, congratulations, GZ. In full remission. All steams go ahead, and then everybody should give you a shout-out encouragement, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna, uh, 2024 is going to be a big year for you. So, uh, Thanks, bro. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we will all Best get together soon. All week, yep. And we, there's been a lot of good news too. And, uh, this, this, that was one, uh, that made my weekend. So I know you're excited. I'm excited about it. And, uh, all right, fellas, gotta get ready to do one more show. All right. Have fun. All right. Throw up the W. All right. Listen ad free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad free on the Amazon Music app. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.